Right now, staying connected is more important than ever, and fast, reliable internet from Xfinity can help. We have plans to fit every budget, with speeds up to a gig, all at Xfinity.com. We'll ship you a self-install kit on us to make setup quick, safe, and easy. No tech visit required. And our simple digital tools will help you manage your account online. At Xfinity, we're committed to keeping you connected. Find great offers and value today at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. My name is Scott Hogan, and I'm a golf coach located just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Over the past several years, I've been searching for the knowledge that would make me a better golf coach and become someone who helps my students play better and enjoy the game of golf more. I never thought this search would take me to certain places or allow me to meet certain people, but as the search has continued and the knowledge has been learned, I want to invite you to join me along the way as we explore more ideas that help golfers and coaches become the most successful they can be. Welcome to the Be Epic Podcast. Welcome back everybody to the Be Epic Podcast. We are here on episode 8 today. Excited for it. Very, very exciting. We're coming down uh, just past Thanksgiving week and getting ready for the holidays, things like that. So really, really exciting stuff and really excited for our guests that we have on today because we've been talking about a little bit about environment, ways to train, and you know, no matter where you are, where you're at, what you're able to train in right now, those things really don't, they don't have to have an influence on what you're doing to get better, which is awesome to hear, especially as it snows up here in the north, but uh, it's really, really a good conversation that we had and can't wait to share it with you. Before we get to that, I wanted to make a couple of announcements. First off, again, thank you everybody so much for your support, your notes, everything about the podcast. You've loved so far what we're doing. Excited to keep going. This is most likely going to be the last episode for the year uh, through the holiday weeks, and we're looking forward to bringing you, bringing you more episodes on the other side of the new year. So. We'll have some great guests. We already got some guests that we've talked to and lined up, but uh, got a lot of things going on as we prepare for the new year that uh, we're going to be doing. So excited to bring you this episode to close out in 2018. The other thing is at Scott Rogan Golf, exciting news: we launched our online community, our epic online community. If you want to join that, make sure you head over scotthogangolf.com. You're getting daily drills, activities. You're going to be part of a community with to the podcast you're going to understand how that can be very important but you're going to be part of our community where you can get their drills you can log the drills see how you're doing against other people and actually challenge people to matches things like that it's really awesome all that stuff you can do online at the comfort of your own home whether you just do it at your course your club or if you have a setup in your house all stuff that we're trying to make easier for you to do. So really excited about that. So again, it's only $10 a month. That's over at scotthogangolf.com. All right. So as we move on into our show today, I'm really excited about our guest. It's Zach Parker's. Now, Zach Parker, I met, I 
believe it was four years ago now, down at the Bishop's Gate Golf Academy. He was the director of instruction there, and if you ever heard of Bishop's Gate or seen it, it is an unbelievable facility, and he helped build that where it's it's an academy where kids are going to play and live and just get better at golf. So he works a lot with really high-level players, but he started in a different background than that, but we'll let him tell you more about that. But I'm really excited to talk with him about training and what you can do to get better. And it's interesting because a lot of that's going to be from what you don't think. And so without further ado, we're going to let Zach tell you a little bit about himself. But here is Zach Parker. So for the last decade, I've been in junior golf academies. Um, I had the privilege of going to California and helping Gary Gilchrist start an academy in California. And then he brought me back to Florida to to help the academy here in Orlando. And I stayed with Gary for five years as the director of golf. And then I left uh, the Gary Gilchrist Golf Academy and helped founded the Bishop's Gate Golf Academy and was the director of golf there for uh, four years. And I've left the junior golf academy world and I ventured out on my own with a lot of these um, elite college players and aspiring tour players that are trying to get their game to the next level. That's now become my passion and where I spend a lot of my time is in long-term athletic development and figuring out ways to help best support these players on their journey to making their dreams become a reality. Um, I'm also now spending time with a company called Gravity Fit. I know we'll chat about that, but I guess to really go back to the beginning of how I got into coaching, I I tried to play golf and was okay, like all of us, and then realized that I was missing something. And every time I, I took a lesson, I felt like I knew what to do, but I didn't know how to actually achieve what the coach was asking me to do. And so that had this quest for me to figure out what is it that makes a good coach? And while I was searching for the coach for myself, I started to to really understand that I think I want to be a coach. And when I made that decision, I invested thousands of dollars and countless time traveling around the world, trying to take lessons from the best coaches. And then I created a, a system of, I guess, needs, right? That each coach needs to have, in my opinion, to be a great coach. And that's where I started. And I was blessed to get an opportunity to teach outside um, New York City and Connecticut. And I probably should refund all the members there at the Pine Orchard Yacht and Country Club for the hundreds of lessons that I gave and tried things out and didn't know what I was doing. And um, I will say that in that time at, at the Pine Orchard Club, they were so amazing because they allowed me to experiment with them. But they also allowed me to understand that probably the most important thing in becoming an effective coach is your ability to self-reflect, learn, and improve from maybe failures or possible missteps. And I think that that really created the foundation for what I was able to do in, in junior golf academies. Zach spent a lot of time around really, really good players, really, really good coaches. So that led us to the question that we're kind of getting after throughout this whole podcast is there's there's a there's a divide in the coaching world of all right do you give mechanics 
and you fix golf swings or do you just let people go and let them kind of figure it out through you know maybe a little bit of guided practice and that was kind of the question I wanted to be after because Zach's in a unique environment down when he spent his time at Bishopsgate and also with Gary Gilchrist where he had a lot of time with players got to see them every day and was able to set up plans to help them improve so we wanted to know what his thoughts were on what does it make and what does it mean to be a really good coach but also in his time at Bishopsgate he got to spend with Dr. Rob Neal who is a golf biomechanist who is an absolute genius and he can tell you everything you need to go or need to know about your golf swing with his software golf bio or golf biodynamics and it's really interesting to see how you know people that have all the information how they present it and and what they do to get it to their players and that's going to be a big theme as we continue on in the show i think no matter what number one regardless of who you talk to has to be the ability to communicate um and it's not just to communicate effectively and be a great talker and have a tony robbins-esque um aura to you it's about being able to communicate the information and unpack complex things into the simple form that your athlete needs or even more importantly the ability to read an athlete and let's let's take the guy that just won this week charles howell the third is maybe one of the smartest golfers that i've ever had the privilege of being around he knows everything about biomechanics so if you have a lesson with Charles Howell and you try and tell him, you know, just bow your left wrist, he's going to say, well, don't you mean you want it to go into ulnar deviation? So you have to really understand the person in front of you and then be an amazing communicator for the way that that person needs to be communicated to. And so, and that seems like something that in the academy world, you know, you have the opportunity to work with the people for long periods of time, you know, you're not doing too many one-off lessons. You're, you're developing a relationship with that student. Is would that fair to say? And you're learning about them and what they're doing as, as you try to perfect that skill for them. For sure. So, I mean, obviously coming up through the, the country club world and learning how to coach and teach, I guess is probably what I was doing in the country club world is I was teaching. And then when I decided to get into the junior golf Academy world, I realize it's a big difference and coaching isn't about, you know, giving that player something that they can feel or a change in their ball flight instantly. Coaching is about telling them where you're going to be in four months and then walking them backwards down that pathway to the moment that you sit in front of them and then show them how they're going to take those steps. So I think that's what's really been amazing for me is I've had the privilege of creating programs for players that aren't just a one-off it's about where are we going to be in six months where are we going to be in two years Um, one of the kids that I currently have the privilege of coaching I've known since he was 11 when he was 11 we weren't talking about you know trying to be an all-american in college and position himself correctly to get the right starts to make it onto the PGA tour but we definitely were talking about the same things that we still reference back to in his golf swing. You know, there's always that form development or form maintenance that 
is a part of a plan or a pathway. And I think there's a lot of coaches out there that do an exceptional job at that. But I think the golf industry needs to start to understand that when you come for a lesson, you're coming for the opportunity to learn. And learning is really the ability to retain and transfer a skill. So if you're not trying to actually learn and unlearn the lesson you took and you just think it's a one-time deal, you're going to be in this perpetual hamster wheel of band Saturday morning swing fixes. And I don't know about you, Scott, but I really feel like the industry has shifted. I feel like I've always played in that space, so I didn't really notice the other way. Mm-hmm. But it's refreshing to see um, the industry starting to talk about coaching, started to, starting to talk about, you know, this is my pedagogical approach for an athlete instead of just, oh, well, here's a before and after. Don't I look like an amazing golf coach? Because I, you know, basically put the player in a position with a foam ball, and now I think I've fixed their swing, when actually there's there's zero retention and transfer from that last like you said. Yeah, well, I think I think you're absolutely right, Scott. I think Dr. Neal's one of the smartest guys I know. And I think that the reason he's so smart is he's sneaky about where his knowledge goes. And he's you can go down any any discussion and and he can hold his own. And he can also educate you and make you better. And we were really blessed. We, we brought him on to do um, some coach education and he, he helped us through an education program that covered not only biomechanics, physics, ground force, but he also took us through the ways that you need to create a qualitative model, the ways that you need to have um, a clear plan for not only evaluating the player, but tracking their progress. He was phenomenal at integrating um, measurement into our training programs. But I would say the divide you speak of is because there's a lot of people out there that have a desire to be right. And both sides are right. The problem is it's in what context. So if you said to me, you know, these guys that are absolutely crazy, and I'm happy to say I do think they're absolutely crazy, but just go play golf and you're going to get better at golf. That's just ridiculous, right? I'm teaching my daughter how to skateboard right now. And we're using verbal protocol and visualization and everything that I know about golf coaching, just instinctively when I teach her, I would never be able to walk out of the house if I said to my wife, hey, honey, I'm just going to go teach Liliana how to skateboard. She goes, oh, what are you going to do? I'm just going to put her on a skateboard and let her go. Like, this just blows my mind, right? But on the other end of the spectrum, does my daughter need to know the amount of pelvis rotation or thrust or what biomechanical lockout is going to allow her to play the best? Probably not. But she does when she sits down for her evaluation at the start of the year to build her program that we're going to follow throughout the year. So I think there's this concept of like play golf biomechanics, but then you need to put the coach in the middle because I I have the privilege of coaching a lot of great players, but I'm not super smart. So I I use Doc Neal to help me with the biomechanics side. I use Ian Highfield to help me with the sports performance side and the, the mental performance. I use fitness trainers. I use the best minds that I can get around 
because it's my job to take all of their information and create a program that's tailored to the player and the pre-existing relationship that I have with the player so I know how to, to create a menu of options for their development that they're going to buy into. So I think, I think the divide in, in, in the industry is more about guys trying to, to become a leader in one side. And I would just hope that we could start to do a better job of showcasing how many exceptional coaches are out there. When you go out on the PGA Tour and you see guys, for sure you see guys in one camp or the other. But the majority of the guys that are successful with their players, they're coaching. And they're tailoring their communication and their message specific to that individual and in the environment that they're in in that moment. The goal is that they learn, right? And so if learning is the ability to retain and transfer or the ability to recall that information, then we need to create an environment that incorporates spacing so they have to learn and relearn the skill. We need to incorporate variability into the environment so they're having to problem solve how to apply that new movement pattern to different variables, whether that's shots, distances, lies. And then I would say the last point is to incorporate challenge. So if you can have a circuit or a training environment, depending on your limitations, if you're in just a hitting bay in a range because now it's cold and everyone's like limited, that doesn't mean you can't have spacing variability and challenge. It just means you have to be more creative with it. So you might do one or two reps trying to feel the new motion, and then you might simply walk off of the mat back into the hallway and do some movement drill and then come back. And when you come back, change club. So now you have to go through those mental representations of how do I alter my posture? How do I change my alignment for this specific shot at hand? And I think too often we're teaching golf as if we were a maths teacher teaching seven plus 12. Mm -hmm. And then it goes, Oh wow. Okay. So 19. And then he's like, okay, well what's seven plus 12. And now the next 20 times that I ask this question, you're, you're learning absolutely nothing, but the coach is looking amazing or the teacher is looking amazing, right? Mm -hmm. The principal of the school comes in and says, check this out, Scott, what's seven plus 12 in the kindergarten class? He goes, Oh, 19. But when you ask that kid five minutes later in the hallway, they have no idea. So to me, that's, that's the reason you need to create an environment for them to learn because they need to plan, act, reflect, record every single shot. Mm -hmm. They might not actually physically record it on a piece of paper, but they need to record that into their mental representations so they can recall that later on when it actually matters, when it's in a competition or it's, you know, the first tee and they're in, you know, their company scramble and they've never played golf before, but they've come to you to not look like a complete Mm -hmm. beginner and they stand up on the first tee and they hit it great how many people turn to their friends and go oh you know the reason why I did that is because Scott creates this incredible environment no the answer is like oh yeah you know Scott told me to bend my right elbow and that's that's what has to change we have to change the way that people see coaching and what they pay for and right now they're paying for information 
but you can go on the internet and get incredible information about how to play golf. That does not mean you learn how to play golf. Right. It's, a, it's about the coach being able to create an environment that allows you to learn, gives you feedback or even augments feedback to you so that you're actually learning. So that would be, that would be my big rant on learning or on environment is like, what's the end goal? And I think there's a lot of guys that the end goal is that their client has an amazing experience. And I still go home to where I taught just outside New York city and should probably refund those people their money. But instead when I'm there and spending time with my family, I do give some golf lessons. And what I realize is they just want the experience. So then that goes back to my point about being a great communicator. You might say to that person, Hey Scott, I know what you want is you want to increase your enjoyment of golf. So let's show you how you can start to unpack each shot at hand and get better at that because it's not about trying to perfect your swing. It's about trying to perfect your ability to recreate the feels that are necessary to hit the golf shot. And that's, that's really what it's all about. The environment we, we practice in, the environment we work on our games in, that really has a big, big impact on what we're able to do to get better as you just started hearing and how that information is presented to a player really makes a difference. I always run into that myself when I work with players is, you know, it is the information almost comes across sometimes as too easy or looking for more of a explanation but sometimes it really doesn't need that it needs to be put into the environment that's going to test it and see how well you use that information golf you know the information sometimes can be simple but taking it into that environment can be what the challenge really is and really where people can get stuck from taking it from the range the practice area to the golf course as you just started hearing Zach talk about and he's going to talk a little bit more about that because we start talking about the traditional things that I know I hear as coaches, Zach hears as coaches, and pretty much anybody I talk to hears is, uh, you know, these ideas of muscle memory, and I've got to work on my swing. Once my my muscles remember the movements, I'm going to be set, and I won't have to worry about it. But unfortunately, I don't think that's what we see. I know that's what I don't see uh, when I'm working with players, and I'm pretty sure a lot of coaches would agree with that, as I know Zach does as well. The brain is a muscle. And so what are you doing to actually strengthen that muscle when you're practicing, right? Mm -hmm. And motor learning is huge to me, right? So is skill acquisition. So is performance. They all have to be done. But you and I, we don't have jobs if our athletes don't get better. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that it's not one continuum of success and there will be, you know, ups and downs. There will be trials and tribulations throughout the journey, but it's our job to effectively communicate their and what they're trying to do. But no matter how much they like us, if they don't get better, they're not going to stick around. Yeah. So maybe some guys are in an environment where 
their membership just comes every day, regardless of how effective they are. But in my world, I don't have a job unless my guys get better. So I've become obsessed with figuring out how to pull from every area to make sure that I leave no stone unturned. They need to be able to take that information and go from a cognitive thought to a kinesthetic feel. That would be my, my ultimate thing, right? But if we look on the PGA tour, LPGA tour, college golf, wherever you want to look, there's hundreds of ways that people are effectively delivering the club to the ball that -hmm. are different. And the, the ball only understands the variables that is delivered to send it in some direction. Right? So how are so many people able to be proficient and even successful with what some people would deem ineffective movements? The, the answer is it, it, uh, they are able to consistently create that motion and then they've created the necessary adjustments or modifications to ensure that the ball goes where they want to X percentage of the time. That doesn't matter if you're the, the weekend golfer that shoots 95 or you're, you know, the number one college golfer right now, right? How many people have picked apart Matt Wolf's swing, right? Like yeah. it's just crazy, but mm-hmm. that swing is seen on driving ranges on the weekends and coaches around the world are changing it without any understanding or clear plan. It's just because aesthetically it doesn't look good. So that's, that's hopefully changing. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, a example story. I had a high school student actually as a female student that had a swing that actually looked very similar to his and her high school coach, which makes this even worse, uh, who you know wasn't a golf pro, was a, I think a, a gym teacher at the school or, or some sort of teacher, told her she sure. could never swing like that. And, you know, and you can imagine with a high school female, that's like the worst the thing you can do yep. is just tell them that it looks weird. And yep. uh, she just never could get over it. And it's just, uh, you know, again, you talk about the different dimensions of coaching. It's like, all right, what do you need to tell them when, you know, is it, does it work? Absolutely. She could hit the ball, but she, she never was going to get as good because she never had her confidence in what she was doing. So I was, yeah, that's, that's an amazing point, man. And I think that's extremely underlooked, but cultivating confidence is, is really important. And confidence doesn't come from you just standing there and being a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they hit a good shot, you don't have to tell them it's a good shot. If they hit a bad shot, you don't have to tell them if it's a bad shot. Right. The way to cultivate confidence is to actually have the ability to go back and recall times that you successfully overcame a problem. So back to the point about creating training environments, are you creating training environments that are forcing your players to have to problem solve? Because if you're not, you're creating training environments to make them look good in practice and then potentially freak out when they have to problem solve in a tournament. And we all know that kid, right? The kid that money where the six iron on the range and then there's a little bit of contextual interference and it's off the planet, Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Me, 
that's that's what intrigued me about junior golf academies when I first got started, right? Is that they were they were deemed these swing factories where you come and everyone's going to have the same pretty golf swing and the kids are going to be somewhat pampered and not very um, resilient. And I think we've done a great job in the last decade of changing that message in junior golf academies because now it's about, you know, creating players that are their own best coach and are resilient regardless of the situation. This idea of contextual interference, I love that idea. I love the terminology for that. It's the idea that, you know what, whatever situation you're going to be in is really going to interfere with the processes that you have set up on the practice area, especially if you're practicing in the, the normal, typical fashion, seven iron, ball after ball, flat lie, no, no interference from any other types of environments, situations that we see all the time on the golf course. And that's why many players really struggle and they think, okay, my range game is really good. But when I go to the golf course, I just don't have it. That's where that stuff starts to creep in. And again, our brain is a muscle. We have to work on it. We have to make it better so it can perform better when we get out there. So, so far, really, really good stuff from Zach. And one thing that he's gotten into is a, a product called Gravity Fit. And I've been seeing him post about it online. I wanted to know more about it because there's a couple of really cool things that, as he describes it, I find really interesting about the the product and what they're trying to do to help players be better and understand more what their golf swing is doing and how to produce more repeatable patterns under pressure in different situations. So we're going to let Zach tell you a little bit about the product and what he uses it for and how it works. Yeah, so I had the opportunity to start using Gravity Fit with with one of my players actually that um, Ian Highfield and I coached together. We were we were at the Sage Valley Junior, and I hadn't seen Ian or this player in a while. But we had been using the Gravity Fit to work on some some postural stuff, but also um, I was using it to help him understand um, when he increased his side bend, he could also increase his rotation. And so it was more of a postural awareness and a feedback device. And as I started to use it with my players, I became obsessed with the way that it could help with skill acquisition. So I started to ask the guys at Gravity Fit a lot of questions. And then over the time, it just led into um, me realizing all of the research behind Gravity Fit was done by Dr. Carolyn Richardson. And she's a Australian researcher who was hired by NASA to solve the problem of the anti-gravity effects on their astronauts. And they were, they were coming back um, with extreme atrophy. Um, the, their posture was very, very carthotic and they were having trouble um, re-engaging their core and, and what the device really does is it puts an axle load through your body which forces your deeper muscles to activate which allows you to stabilize the spine a little bit better and i could talk about all the science and i would probably get it wrong but for for your listeners and and 
inside of the golf realm. What it is, is it's a, it's a device that allows you to be pulled out of position. So imagine your shoulders normally are slightly rounded in the, in the general population. And then when a golf coach or a physical trainer says to them, okay, let's get in great posture. All they do is go into extension and they shut off their abdominals. And a lot of times they shut off their glutes as well. And now anyone that understands anything really about the body, you've now just shut off the primary driver of what we would hope for a rotary sport. So this device allows you to learn how to properly engage your muscles from the cervical system, thoracic system, and lumbar system, but it also can be used in skill acquisition. So there's a there's two bands that we use in the T-Pro, and the green band is used primarily for um, recovery, strengthening, conditioning, warm-up, call it muscle activation, muscle priming. Um, but then the yellow T-Pro is actually used to hit golf shots. And what is exciting to me is you can use it in any area. You can use it short game, putting, full swing, but watching coaches use it differently is what excites me because that tells me the versatility in the product Mm -hmm. isn't that you have to do it one way, right? You don't have to, because you buy the T-Pro, you don't have to be on the camp that believes that there's a lateral shift in the golf swing or because you buy the T-Pro, you don't have to, you know, get Gucci with it. Like the, the answer is you can use it however you want because the goal is that the athlete increases their awareness of what you're trying to do. And so if we think about what Einstein says, right, he who does the work does the learning. Mm -hmm. This device pulls you out of position. So you have to get back into position, but now let's take that into a golf skill. And let's say you have a player that the center of mass of the club kicks towards the ball or in simplistic terms, the club steepens in transition. So what we would do is you would wrap the lead, the the lead forearm would stay in normal grip and you would wrap the trail forearm to have this axle load actually pull your shoulder more into internal rotation. And so now as the golfer goes to the top of the backswing, they have to apply a counter force to, to not have the club kick even more into their flawed pattern. So then they do one or two reps with that and the coach has them take off the band. And if, you, if you're using a Dr. Neal system or you're using some sort of uh, biomechanic system, the next swing, they'll go farther into range than they have before. Just because they were used to having to buy that, apply that ribbons, that now they're able to do it. And that's when you're really able to coach. Because when you were talking about the girl that struggled with confidence, Well, if you could show her that in one or two reps, she was able to feel something different, and then that feel could lead to feels down the road, that's way different than, did you know that the club's supposed to, you know, go up, back, and around in the downswing? Yes, of course your athlete knew that. But how? What do I do? Do I use my arms? Do I use my lower body? And everyone has... um, a muscle system or a way that they create that movement. And if I said to you, Hey Scott, you know what I think you should do is just rotate your pelvis open. 
that might be completely wrong to the way that you have assimilated that information over time. Whereas if you said that to me, it'd be amazing because I've always gone too far lateral and every coach that I've ever worked with has tried to help me, you know, get more open and get more lateral side bend. So the, that's a long story long, I guess I apologize for that, but the, the, the gravity fit is a, is a training aid that I hope no one ever calls a training aid. I hope people start to call it a feedback device that creates learning and that forces the coach to have to think about how they're going to use the device because I would, it would really upset me if I saw people putting this on and using it five, six, seven, ten reps in a row because that, that goes against everything that, one, we know about muscle activation and the effects of it, but two, also the learning sciences. So I would hope that coaches start to integrate this into their practice programs and they start to apply spacing and variability to the way that they use the device because that will only increase the the return on the investment of time so there's three points of contact on the on what's called the back bow and so that goes that sits at the bottom of your scapulas or t6 t7 in your spine Mm -hmm. and what you would do is you would just educate the player as to how those three points of contact felt on their back and then you might just use video you might use just feels and say, can you feel the paddle? If they can't, then you show them in a video that the paddle's off and it's not touching. And then they start to make the changes based on what they're trying to do with their body instead of what they're trying to think about. Because I can tell you this, like no matter what, you put a pizza in front of me and I can think about not eating the pizza all day long, but I'm going to eat it. Mm -hmm. The same thing if you say to me, Zach, don't, don't pelvic thrust. Feel like you're feel like your butt goes back. Well, I don't even know what butt goes back to me means, but if someone said to me, Zach, I want you to feel like your lead foot slightly rotates because you push so hard with your trail foot that your pelvis opens, that works for me. But the only reason why that works is at some point I decided that was my feel. Like I'm the worst student in the world. And I took those hundreds of golf lessons to only come to the final realization that I am so thankful that I never have to teach myself how to play golf because I challenge and I, I don't want someone to tell me how to do it. I want to do it myself. And that's what, that's what it originally excited me about the gravity fit. And now the more I use it and the more I talk to coaches, it's about you creating the opportunity for the player to tell you what they're feeling and what they're trying to do to overcome the flawed pattern or to get into the desired pattern that you've told them. And then it's your job to sit back and allow the device to provide feedback so that they can start to learn. And that's why it needs to be used. um, Not just independently, right? It needs to be used inside of a circuit or it needs to be used inside of your coaching philosophy where you might put it on. They might get, uh, their muscles activated and primed in a warm up, and then you take it off in the time the next five ten minutes while they're hitting balls you're asking them what's what does it feel different than when you have the gravity fit on? Mm-hmm. Do you notice anything different and then maybe you put it back on for only one rep and then they go back to five ten minutes without it, and all of a sudden 
It's now this conduit for learning instead of what 99% of training aids are, which is just a direct impedance to learning. Because if it, if it ever puts you in the position, I can promise you, you're never going to be in the picture with a trophy. Like it just doesn't work that way. Like you have to do the work if you want to get better. And that's what, that's at the whole foundation of what we believe at Gravity Fit. One of my favorite pieces that he mentioned about the product is the idea that it can start pulling you out of position. I love training aids. I know many of the coaches we've talked with, coaches I've seen, I worked with uh, Malaskin, got to observe him very closely for three years and it was one of his favorite things to do was actually put people out of position and make them work back to it love that the idea that the gravity fit does that it really sounds awesome and if you're interested in the product zach was kind enough to offer us a discount for any listeners if you're interested in the product go ahead and shoot me a message you can find me at scott hogan golf on facebook if you want to head over there just shoot me a message and we can share with you how you get the discount of a 20 percent off which is what we're looking to share with you and hopefully you if you get the product we want to hear how you like it and what you've used with it so i know zach is looking for that as well as some best practices and different ways people are using the product so he wanted to make sure you, you could get it in your hands and let you try it out so awesome stuff there and make sure again and visit us at scotthogangolf.com or Scott Hogan Golf on facebook and shoot us a message that's going to do it for us today on this episode of the be epic podcast again i wanted to thank zach parker for coming on if you want to find more about zach you can follow him on instagram at zach parker golf you can also check him out at we are gravity fit on instagram and also gravityfit.com to find more about that product and make sure you check out what he's doing because he's doing some awesome stuff with helping people understand their patterns, getting people into circuits that train them to be more effective under pressure. Really, really good stuff. And thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Again, this is most likely going to be our last episode for 2018 with the holidays coming up. But it's been a fun ride so far, and we're looking forward to 2019 with the guests we're going to have and more shows and bringing you more information and really hopefully as I try to get better you hopefully learn more and get better as well as coaches players and parents anything that uh, we can do to help so if you could we would appreciate if you go on iTunes you give us a review drop us a comment anything you want to learn about anybody you think we might want to have on the show we'd love to know what you're interested in hearing about and from there we will do our best to bring it to you so again from myself and everybody here at Scott Hogan Golf and the Be Epic Podcast, all of our help, we want to wish you a happy holidays. Hopefully everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Happy holidays, a happy, safe new year, and we look forward to seeing you in 2019. Right now, staying connected is more important than ever, and fast, reliable internet from Xfinity can help. We have plans to fit every budget, with speeds up to a gig. All at Xfinity.com. We'll ship you a self-install kit on us to make setup quick, safe, and easy. No tech visit required. And our simple digital tools will help you manage your account online. At Xfinity, we're committed to keeping you connected. Find great offers and value today at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.